All right, let's get it going right away today, y'all. It is Super Bowl Side Eye Day on the Coach Vaughn Podcast. Welcome to the Coach Vaughn Podcast. I'm Coach Vaughn, aka Vaughn DiCarlo, and Coach Vaughn is on. I was get, serving so many side eyes today. Uh, Patriots, Eagles, if you're hearing my voice right now, by now you know that uh, the Eagles won. Shout out Philly, congratulations. My voice is a little hoarse. I um, had a bunch of shows. That, I had a great week. Let me just start there. I had a great week in comedy. Thank you to all of you who have been coming out and seeing me at some of my shows. You guys are really awesome. Um, I've been talking a lot and a lot and a lot a lot today. And it's like 3.30 in the morning, but I want to do this podcast while everything is still fresh in my head and I can get some sleep. I'm taking tomorrow off. I'm going to get up and go to the gym after I wake up. But um, today, Monday... I keep saying tomorrow. You, you ever get confused between time? Like it's 3.30 in the morning. So technically it's already tomorrow, meaning Monday. But your mind is still in the day it was before it turned midnight, which is Super Bowl Sunday. You know what I mean. So I'm still kind of in Sunday, but it's really today again. So God bless. Have a wonderful Monday, you guys. This podcast is up for you first thing in the morning. Um, but by the time you're listening to it, I am asleep and resting my, um, horse man voice. So anyway, just getting in from a long night of comedy and Super Bowl talk. And I watched the first half for the most part at home. And then I had to go to one of my shows. So let's just start with the national anthem. Pink, um, Pink sang and she had the flu. And people were really big in her. But Pink has one of the most beautiful voices, um, hands down. That girl can sing, as they say. And she did the national anthem, na- <clears throat> national anthem as beautifully as she could possibly do with the flu. She didn't quite hit that high note. But I've been watching Pink as a lot of you for many, many years. And I dare to say that if she was not sick and did not have the flu, she would have sang that song flawlessly. So just her history and just knowing how dope her voice is, she gets a pass for, you know, not hitting that land of the free um, note. And the ending, the brave part, I don't know why I'm trying to sing with my little hoarse voice, but the ending, the way she did it was very reminiscent, and you have to assume that everything is on purpose these days because everything is well produced, and it's not like we do not know the most famous rendition of the national anthem was the queen, um, goat, no one above, Miss um, Whitney Houston, God bless and rest her soul peacefully. Um when she did the national anthem no one will ever be able to duplicate that any everyone has tried 
and I'm not saying that that's what Pink was trying to do, but the ending and a lot of the riffs and everything and the, the arrangement in general was very reminiscent as everyone's has been ever since Whitney knocked it out the box. And I remember when Whitney Houston did the national anthem, it was, it, it was a tearjerker. The Iraqi war, the Iraq, it was, look, Google it. If you haven't seen it, stop, pause me right now, go Google it, then come back. And um, just know that the national anthem is one of the most difficult songs to sing. So kudos to anyone who attempts it. Um, all praises due to anyone who nails it. Not many people can. Um, but anyway, moving on from that, uh, there's a lot of people that are still protesting the Super Bowl. Like I still, you know, take a knee. What happened? Did it just go away? Did it just disappear? You know, Colin Kaepernick still does not have a job in the NFL. I, I guess everyone's just going to let that go. I was taking a look around and, you know, with all the seriousness still um, being acknowledged for me, it made me giggle a little bit because I'm looking at all the players like <laughs> they were doing close-ups during the national anthem of some of the players and no one took a knee, obviously, or that would have been major headline news and the whole game probably would have stopped and Trump's head would have exploded and, you know, said, get that son of a bitch off the field and, you know, lynched him or whatever, you know, how he, he does. So no one took a knee, but if you look, if you go back and look at the, the video, of the national anthem like so many players had their eyes closed like in prayer like oh my god and you can assume that some of them were thinking fuck I want to take a knee so bad um some of them may have been you know just praying that they win the game you know you never know what's on anyone's mind but you cannot ignore what has transpired but I guess for the day anyone who was watching and decided to watch and or go to the game decided to set that aside but here's the interesting thing you really didn't set it aside because the Patriots versus the Eagles was had the most racist undertone <laughs> to it like if you're white and from Philly you were rooting for the Eagles but if you weren't from Philly and I'm generalizing, not all white people, let me just say that, you know, but if you were low key, let's say a white Trump make America great again, hat wearing type white person, you were absolutely going for the Patriots. <laughs> and, you know, it, it just felt, you just felt the undertone, whether people said it or not, like everywhere I went today, it was like, yo, Eagle son, <laughs> or hey, you know, Tom Brady and the Patriots. Uh, the the <laughs> Eagles came out to Meek Mill. Shout out Meek Mill, serving his time in jail. Um, victim of a Me Too situation that no one's talking about. But yeah, the judge absolutely was kind of Me Tooing him, if you know the story. You know, Meek Mill 
yeah, look it up. I don't feel like going through. I don't want this to be a meat meal thing because I have so much to talk about and I have to, you know, get through all the Super Bowl stuff and eventually swirl myself around to my humble pie and that brutal beat down that the Cavs took uh, <laughs> from the Rockets and how you guys were trolling me so heavy on Instagram and Twitter. So I want to get to that. So I don't want to make this a meat meal thing, but look it up. Basically, long story short, the judge was harassing Meek Mill and keeping him on probation. And she asked him to make a song about uh, her and say that, you know, remake remake uh, Philly's own Boys to Men uh, on Bended Knee. Um, that song, that, that hit song of theirs, remake that song shout her out in the song and say that she saved his life and she was like showing up to all like she would assign him community service and all this stuff as a judge you know is supposed to do I guess when they have someone on probation but she would show up to like every everywhere he was she was low-key just basically stalking him and when she asked for him to do that and also, she asked for him to leave his current management or whatever, a record label, and sign with her friend or something. Um, when he refused to do the things that she was asking, basically, she put him in jail. Um, so, I think that's disgusting, and it's just weird to me that no one's, like, talking about this judge. Like, if it was the other way around, if it was a male judge doing that to a young female pop star I dare to say that we would still be talking about it but anyway shout out Meek Mill that was really cool of the Eagles to come out to Meek Meek song and um then the game is underway now I don't have a dog in this fight I'm originally from Pittsburgh which makes me a Steelers fan by law we've talked about that before but football is not my sport of choice basketball is Pittsburgh does not have a pro basketball team and I am 20 years deep into New York and I love New York I am a Knicks fan period so I don't have a dog in a fight but I will tell you this the very moment they started dishing out the narrative that if Tom Brady wins this his eighth Super Bowl then he is now in the conversation to be the greatest athlete to ever ever live and that includes being above Michael Jordan yeah I tapped into the fight and I was like go Eagles go because what you're not gonna do is first of all let's not even go there and talk about the the racial undertone in that you just gotta find somebody better than the goat now I'll have the argument with LeBron versus Jordan because you know it's a good argument it's a good argument but Tom Brady quarterback come on now I'm not taking anything away anything away from any of his success especially being 40 I mean, I look at an athlete that's in his 30s that is still able to play at a high level. I look at them like they're a, a freaking amazing, okay? Let alone 40. 
So kudos to Tom Brady or whatever. I'm not going to get into all of the conspiracy theories and all the crap of, you know, well, not crap because it's, you know, there's a lot of people that believe it's 100% true. Like all of these games are fixed and it's big money and gambling and conspiracy theories of, of cheating and refs and yeah, yeah, they, they, okay, fine. But any athlete that can, you still have to perform, whether your team is cheating to win, whether all of these games are fixed in the NBA, NFL, whatever. Maybe it's all WWE wrestling and Vince McMahon is the leader of the Illuminati of sports and we just don't know it. Who knows? But at the end of the day, you still have to be able to perform. So if you're 40 and you're able to perform at high levels, kudos to you. You have my respect. But, but we are not having the conversation of you're better than Michael Jordan. It's a ridiculous narrative. And I was insulted when I heard it. And immediately I was like, the Patriots cannot win. They cannot win. So the Eagles won. I was um, very excited, as a lot of people were excited, and um, I did not get to see the halftime show because during the halftime show, I was on stage. Yes, there was an, an there was an audience for comedy <laughs> on Super Bowl Sunday. I thought it was going to be like two people in there, but it was a full sold out room. So wow, how about that? Um, had a good set, had a fun time, but I missed the halftime show. Uh, but I caught the end of the game when the Eagles won and all the celebrations and stuff. So I hung out, chopped it up, did some comedy talk, did some sports talk. Shout out Allie Breen and all the comics that were hanging out after the game at the Comedy Cellar. They had a Super Bowl party and it was super fun. Um, I ate so much junk food. I have to go to the gym. I have to take, I have to go to sleep after this. And then as soon as I wake up, uh, by the time you hear this, I will hopefully be in the gym trying to work off all the junk I ate at the cellar today, but it was super fun. Um, so I get home, it's three, three thirty in the morning and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this podcast post it and then get some rest but I have to see this halftime show because from what I heard about this there, there's a lot of side eyeing okay I, I really do like Justin Timberlake but there are some things that I don't like and you know where I'm going with this um so I'm like before I do the podcast I absolutely have to watch this halftime show so that I can come from a, a, a very informative place because I heard that this Prince tribute included a hologram and Prince was dead set against that and for reasons, for obvious reasons, if you know me, um, when someone passes away, you have to respect their legacy and their final wishes and there's nothing more disgusting to me than doing something against that and calling it a tribute. So it it has been noted that Prince would would never want to be in a hologram. So 
when I heard that there may be a hologram Prince tribute, I was throwing up in my mouth a little bit. Like, that. no, no. Also, uh, Janet Jackson. How are you going to bring Justin Timberlake back and not invite Janet Jackson to the party? Now, we all know the controversial uh, pulling of the sparkly titty out many years ago. And um, to have Justin back but not have Janet back is a thing to talk about. Shout out to Black Twitter who made uh, today Janet Jackson Super Bowl Sunday. They they turned it into Janet Jackson Appreciation Day and had the that hashtag trending and everyone was posting their favorite Janet moments or videos. I posted um, my favorite Janet Jackson video amongst many because she has tons and tons and tons more hits than Justin Timberlake, um, but she has tons of hits. Um, my favorite you know young janet pleasure principle oh my god when i was younger and i saw her i thought she was so cool i really dig when women are cool like she was just cool almost as cool as like how a dude would be cool because she had the moves you know the way she moved was special like michael like all the jacksons had their a certain level of talent that the average artist doesn't even have but Michael and Janet were super special. Um, one of my favorite videos is a scream video where they're dancing together, very, very talented and in their own unique way. But you could tell they they move like Jacksons. And But Pleasure Principle, I used to mimic, I used to be able to do that whole video. Now, I'm not a dancer, so I didn't do it well. But I used to be able to mimic every moment of that video. I remember I busted my ass trying to do the chair move. If you don't know what I'm talking about, once again, pause and come back. Go watch Janet Jackson's Pleasure Principle. If you go to my Twitter, I posted the video. That was my um, hashtag Janet Jackson, Janet Jackson Appreciation Day post. Um, but yeah, so getting back to the Super Bowl performance. So I wanted to watch it before I hopped on here and did the podcast. Now, two reasons right there Prince and Janet that I'm walking into this with a side eye and again I love me some Justin Timberlake don't get me wrong I really do uh, one of the best concerts I've ever been to was an NSYNC concert and this was back when Justin was about to be you know about to break off from NSYNC but he was still winning with NSYNC you could just tell like he just stood out I went to go see NSYNC at Madison Square Garden and I remember there was a moment where, you know, in concerts, they'll have that moment where they let the band play while they go change their clothes. So it was one of those intermission sort of moments. And they said they were going to go change their clothes, whatever. So the band starts playing, but Justin stays. Justin Timberlake stays. And they started, you know, introducing the band and this person on horns and this person on piano, this person on guitar. They get to the drummer and uh, Justin Timberlake did a beatbox battle with the drummer and he was matching whatever the drummer's riffs were with his beatboxing skills. It was so dope. I was like, yo, this, the J JT, go, go JT. Um, loved it. 
it was great um so and i've always been a fan of his like when he broke off and, and did his solo thing um girlfriend uh crimea river gone to this day is still one of my favorite songs so i like justin i didn't want to have to go into this with a side eye but you already lost me with Janet not being there. Um, so I'm side-eyeing and I'm like, okay, going to give you a chance. <sighs> so I'm watching it. And the opening song sequence with him, you know, going up the stairs or whatever, put me, put me to sleep a little bit. I'm not even going to lie. I was like, okay, this is kind of boring. The, um, I don't know the name of the song, but it was like haters going to say it was fake you know that I guess that was the hook or whatever um but I was looking at it like well the real ones know it's real and real boring that is so I'm like all right this isn't starting off too exciting but whatever let me give it a chance I'm gonna watch the entire what was it 12 minutes 13 minutes or something so I'm like all right I'm gonna watch the whole thing I'm not gonna tap out but the opening song sequence was boring to me um but then he gets up the stairs and, you know, he started singing. Second song off the deck was the controversial song uh, that sparked the Janet Jackson, J Janet Jackson titty, you know, sparkly titty pool. Um, so, it, but the part, if you remember, when he pulled her booby out on that song it was on the line gonna have you naked by the end of this song and then he pulled her titty out um and many people thought it was planned because she had all these sparkly things on her titty on her nipple or whatever that's why i keep saying sparkly titty grab titty pull out i don't know what i'm this it's 3 44 in the morning just and i always screw up at some point i screw up my words and get tongue-tied so we're used to that but anyway um people thought it was a setup. Justin was always more forgiven by society when it came to that than Janet. And there's two sides of Janet that pisses me off. Um, she was treated harshly, um, more harshly than Justin, I should say, uh, when it came to that situation for two reasons. One, black. Two, woman. She's a black woman. Justin is a white man enough said so anyway second song on deck is this song okay and I'm like interesting like dude maybe you could have just left that song out I mean it's a hit but it's it is not that important of a hit so now you're throwing my emotions about Janet Jackson right in my face so Hmm. Still at the heavy side eye. Okay. Still at the heavy side eye. But again, I did not let it deter me. I'm still watching, still giving it a chance, you know? Okay. Still there. Um, so then what happened after that? I don't know. I think I started, started falling asleep a little bit again. I forget the song that came after that one, but then I snapped out of it. Because I heard, you know, one of my other favorites, the Cry Me a River song. That was a really cool video. I remember that was like, 
the girl in the video kind of resembled Britney Spears and that was after they had broke up and all of that stuff it was a really cool video it was kind of stalkerish um I don't know if you can even do a video like that these days because the hashtag me too movement would like be all over it like he's stalking her hashtag me too abuse abuse I don't know but anyway cry me a river so I snap out of my um my dozing off mode and I look up at the video playing and I see this girl dancing with JT and like these weird suspenders and lumberjack pants and I'm like what the fuck what's going on I just I was like all right um I don't want to wardrobe shame you or nothing but that outfit was so whack like why do you have are you cutting a tree down after this or something like where are you going like you're dancing on the Super Bowl with Justin Timberlake and you have on suspenders and lumberjack pants I, I, all right fine I don't know. I don't know, whatever. So then uh, the next thing I remember after that is um, the the suit and tie song with the band. I thought that was really cool. It looked really amazing. You know, Justin went center stage and he had the the marching band playing around him. I, I love marching bands. Uh, fun fact about me, I played clarinet in high school. I was in the marching bands. Yes, I was. Uh, so anything with a marching band is always fun for me to watch. And uh, makes me feel a little nostalgic. But yeah, that's how I learned to read music. Some of you who know my background, you know I, I, I you know, can write and produce music and all of that stuff. It's not my grace. It's not, I don't consider myself a, a singer per se or a music artist, but I do have some uh, official published published songs on the books. Very proud of Elephant in a Room, the Patrice O'Neill Comedy Central special, the theme music for that I wrote and produced. And also I have, you know, I was working on music for my one woman show and uh, working on some original stuff. And I, I put a those songs out on a little album. Again, I don't consider myself a music artist. I don't don't troll me about it like oh this sucks it probably does sucks suck but there's a couple of songs on there that I really like one is penalty you can find all this on um, iTunes and stuff my music's out there but um, penalty and honest righteousness uh, that's Patrice called that the stalker song because I told him I wrote it about him he's like Jesus you're you're a stalker did you listen to your lyrics and I'm like that's not what you say to a person you know that wrote a song about you like I thought I was being sweet anyway that one has a video I did a video uh to that one if you want to see it that's on YouTube but if you want to uh, check out Penalty which was my favorite song I think that song is really sexy anyway how did I get on a tangent about my music oh because I was talking about the marching band yeah that's where I learned to uh, play clarinet and I learned to uh, read music and I learned how to eventually write and produce music and you know I did musical improv for like four or five years which I miss doing uh, but everything always falls back to comedy for me so my focus is stand-up we all know that anyway getting back to Justin Timberlake he's with the band it looks really cool suit and tie song you're killing it I really loved when he had everyone put their cell phones in the air remember back in the day when it's like put a, you know light 
put a lighter like it was like such a fire hazard having people light flames in the air but it looks beautiful so now it's like put your cell phones in the air that's awesome it looks beautiful and then he goes over to this uh i guess it was a grand was it a grand piano it was white once again center stage looked beautiful and um he killed it I, I, it was beautiful i loved it and i knew where it was going it was leading into the prince tribute so i took a deep breath and i was like please let this you know not be true that he did a hologram because prince would not want that i don't know that prince would you know prince was the the king queen auntie side eye giver like he was if you just just google prince side eye you will see some of the best memes and pictures ever because prince would be quick to, he was the best of all time he's the goat he plays so many different instruments like you it's like when someone who is like super genius at comic comedy looks at every other comic like all right well good yeah all right. like even the best of the best is not as best as as good as prince you know so it, he's he's hard to please and he will side eye you in your face um anyway i don't know that prince would even want justin timberlake to do his tribute he would probably maybe he was maybe he wouldn't I don't know but I do know that you know according to things that I've read Prince did not want holograms and all that stuff of, of his music of him of him performing I heard the Michael Jackson Vegas show was amazing though that is on my bucket list before they uh, hopefully they never close that show down I don't know if Michael Jackson has something against holograms and all that stuff, but um, hopefully not, because I definitely, I heard that show is utterly amazing. Uh, oh, and the Comedy Cellar, I don't know if you, if you, for you comedy fans out there, they are opening a Comedy Cellar Vegas. Oh my God, that is going, I'm excited about that. Um, hopefully someday you know, as I progress in my comedy career, I will, would, would get to perform there. That would be, woof, amazing. Anyway, so now we're at the Prince tribute of Justin Timberlake's performance. It's Minneapolis, Prince hometown, all that, you know, he goes, this, this one is for you, Minneapolis, whatever. Um, and I was pleasantly surprised. It was not a hologram. Thank God this is where my emotions started to turn and I started to relax a little bit and let up on my side eye. I was like, good. Um, the Prince tribute was pretty much a video of Prince um, from the movie Purple Rain. Excuse me. And um, so I was, I was very pleased about that. I just thought it was a bit short. I mean, I thought it was beautiful. They did the, the, the print symbol and lights. Um, it, it looked beautiful. Everything looked beautiful. The lighting, um, shout out to the aerial cameraman that's up in the air taking shots or maybe they're drones, these, I don't know. Whatever they did, however they accomplished it, accomplished it looked beautiful. 
I was just disappointed at how short it was. In my opinion, I would think that you would want to close with the Prince tribute and make it a little bit longer than what it was. Such was not the case. That was not the closing number. Um, but, you know, he went into um, the 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 mirror song. You know, it's like, yeah, mirror. Um, horse. I don't know why I just tried to sing. Now I sound like Pink trying to hit that high note. Um, my mirror staring back at me. I love that song. Oh my God. And the, you know, they had the, everyone was clapping. So that was a great moment. I always love a good audience clap to the beat. It feels like a very coming together moment. You know what I'm saying? Like we're all one. That's where whatever racial undertones are happening, we're still clapping in unison and we're all one. I love that. You guys know me. I love love. I'm not in denial and naive about the world we live in. But at the, at the end of the day, I don't I don't get why people can't see that we we all want the same thing. As human beings, we all want the same thing. Love, attention, respect. It it even if you're a, a mean neo-nazi redneck racist piece of crap you still want love attention respect uh um acceptance look at trump <laughs> he wants love attention acceptance and sometimes as people we act out negatively if we feel we're not getting it and as human beings we can be very insatiable and power corrupts and all of that stuff but it's very clear to me even the most hateful people some of the hateful things they're doing is to be loved they're in the wrong way but a, a fucking crazy racist a-hole that that kills someone out of a it like does a hate crime or brutally beat someone out of hate they're looking for acceptance and love from the people who feel the same way they do so it's still this they're still seeking the same human desire they're still looking they still have that same human desire love attention acceptance respect it's all the same my god when we will when we when Will we all see that about each other? My God. Anyway, in those moments in concerts are usually my favorite when, you know, everyone's clapping in unison. So that was a beautiful, another beautiful moment. You know, you got me on board. I'm with you, JT. I'm with you. Bringing the audience together. Always lovely. Beautiful. Um, but then I started falling asleep again a little bit after that. Um, and I was like, oh my God, there's now uh, it became very colorful and everyone's wearing all these bright colors and they're I don't know what I, I started falling asleep a, a little bit like, it was still two minutes like a minute and a half two minutes left in the performance I just I just wanted it to be over at this point and then I just was like yeah he definitely should have closed with the Prince tribute it would have been beautiful after the the clap sequence it just I don't know but anyway I, I got through the whole thing and the Eagles won and that's it. Everyone can move on and we'll do it all again next year. The interesting thing is, um, 
no one took a knee and mm, no one got hurt I think everyone had a good time uh, I don't I don't I don't even know that there's any solutions and because the whole the purpose of take the knee was hijacked anyway you know the narrative of it was hijacked the purpose of it was hijacked they they totally ignored the fact that it's about police brutality and 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 you know it <sighs> they made it about the flag and the national anthem and it, it's almost like how can we just make things better how can we just realize that like even if I get I get both sides I, I, I guess that's just the type of person I am which to some people makes me seem a little indifferent but I'm not indifferent I stand by what I believe a hundred percent just because I can see the other person's side and understand where they're coming from even if it's against me and my where I stand with things doesn't mean you know I could I could see it and I could understand it but how I don't want to debate with you I want to learn and grow by conversing with you so that you can hear me and I can hear you but what pisses me off is that usually I'm going okay I can hear you why can't you hear me and sometimes people misunderstand being able to hear their side as you saying that they're right no I'm saying I'm empathizing with you and I'm trying to help you to empathize with me so that we can come together and understand that maybe we're both wrong or maybe we're both right but somewhere in the middle is the truth right um that's why i i, I don't debate with people because people who debate they're not looking to grow and learn and converse they're looking to be right so the job of someone of, of a debater a master debater no pun intended you perverts um is to just listen to find points where they can dig in whether they agree with you or not or whether you made a good point doesn't matter to them they just want to find holes in what you're saying or moments in what you're saying where they can dig in disagree uh, switch the narrative turn it around make it about them and win all they care about is winning on the other hand someone like me who's willing to see your point of view it's not to give you the upper hand. I don't care about the upper hand. I care about growing and learning. Maybe I'm just a dreamer. I don't know. Kumbaya me. Tiny violin. Um, yeah. So, I, like I said, I, I've been progressing pretty quickly. and I'm very blessed. I can't complain about where I'm at in comedy my work is reflecting the level I'm at and the level that I'm growing to and it's getting better and better I hope to see some of you out in these comedy streets very soon I'm at Valley Forge Casino February 9th use promo code Vaughn to get half off the tickets please do come see me and make sure you use that promo code and I think I might be bringing some of my books with me I did a radio show, shout out Comedian Godfrey, um, my comedy family on Sirius XM, Urban View, and the Karen Hunter show, shout out um, Cousin Sylv, and all the people 
Sirius XM Urban View. I did their shows and their their listeners. Shout out to my new listeners that come via them. And they were like, hey, yeah, you should take some of your books. So I'm going to take a few books and I'll sign them and stuff if you want to get one of my books while I'm there. Uh, King of Prussia, Valley Forge Casino, February 9th, promo code Vaughn. Save some money and then use it to buy a book. How about that? <laughs> uh, if you go to Speak Fluent Man and my ebooks are not up, the the distribution company that I was working with actually went out of business. So it's the ebooks are going through a transition. It's going to take a few weeks to get them back up onto Amazon and everything. So for right now, the only thing that's available are the print books, but that's okay because if you buy them directly, you can get an autographed copy. So speakfluentman.com. So anyway, before I wrap it all up, I just I, I definitely want to acknowledge this Cavs Rockets game. You guys are trolling me heavy on Twitter and Instagram. Um, it, it, it's all love. Uh, <laughs> someone actually posted. They were like, "You love LeBron so much. You were think he you were his wife." Look, I love LeBron, but I, my support of LeBron definitely came back when they burned his jerseys. And I was like, "Hold up, wait a minute. This is too far." Like, first of all, he didn't give himself the name King James. He inherited from fans when he wasn't even in it, before he was even in the NBA because he was that good. He was, people believed that he would be what he became. And he has lived up to King James ever since he got an NBA. And he's, he's done it. In such an upstanding way. He's an, do you realize he's an athlete with a squeaky clean image? Like off the floor. Like he is the Obama of the NBA. Okay. And he's an athlete. Very sound, upstanding man. So when he was, the way Cleveland treated him with that whole going to Miami thing. And I was just so disgusted. I was like, you know what? Not on my watch from this point on. Because I've always been, you know, Pittsburgh. You know, we default to Cleveland. Technically, I should be a Cavaliers fan. But, again, I love New York. I'm a Knicks fan. But as far as a player and a man goes, not on my watch. I will hold LeBron down from now until forever. Sorry. Sorry if you don't like it. Um, But this blowout... <laughs> Oh my God, it was so embarrassing. I was I was on Instagram and Twitter, at Von Carlo. by the way, if you don't already follow me, please do. Open a, an account, follow me, it's fun. Um, I was on my Instagram and, and Twitter like, oh my God, I don't even think I could do my podcast on Monday. This is so embarrassing. But you know what? At the end of the day, LeBron has that button. He could turn up and turn it on. I still think they're going to, like, people are exaggerating. Like, they're not even going to make the playoffs or let alone the finals. I'm like, calm down. Calm down. I think that they're still getting a little, you know, still have some chemistry issues. Isaiah Thomas is still getting his, you know, getting his legs back together, getting his feet back together, getting his rhythm back together, getting their chemistry back together. I know I sound like I'm making excuses, but whatever 
whatever, okay? It ain't over until the fat lady sings, all right? And um, I usually don't make em emotional predictions. I like to be as logical as possible when it comes to my basketball predictions. And that is why I am always right sometimes. But I, I was wrong at Christmas, so I told you guys back on the Christmas episode not to really put your money on my playoffs or finals predictions this year because I am a little off. Um, and maybe it is because I'm being very emotional. Maybe it's because, you know, I'm I'm progressing so quickly and so far in comedy that I don't have as much time to watch as many games. So I'm a little thrown off. You know, I don't get to keep up as much as I have been. Maybe that's it. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm still going to say that LeBron and company will reach the finals. You know? Okay? Maybe it'll be Boston Warriors. I, 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 ah. But I think it's going to be Cavs. Okay? Hell, it might be Cavs Rockets. And if that's the case, good Lord Jesus, take the will. No more blowouts. Can we? <laughs> that was, it was awful, y'all. Oh, oof. It was, oof. I felt like I was getting Tyson blows. Left, right. Boom, 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 boom. All kind of bullets. Jesus. But what we're not going to do is subscribe to the bull crap I was seeing that day. Talking about who's the real king. <laughs> James Harden versus LeBron. Who's the real king? No. Let the nicknames stand where they stand. LeBron James, the King James. The King is still the King, okay? No matter what you say, the King is still the King. James Harden is the beard. He's going to stay the beard, okay? That's my word. Now, if you disagree, that's fine. Go right ahead, chop it up with me on Twitter and Instagram like we always do. I have fun with it. I, I'm glad that you guys are building with me. Um, speakfluentman.com is the book. CoachVonPodcast.com is the podcast. VonDiCarlo.com is where... you know, Actually, all of these websites are all just going to the same place. Where you could get links to my Twitter and Instagram and the book and and I usually post my shows on Instagram and Twitter so if you want to come see me do some stand-up comedy then you know follow me on Twitter and Instagram and you will see me post shows simple as that uh, don't forget Valley Forge Casino promo code Vaughn V-O-N and I will see you on February 9th if you are there it's gonna be a fun show it's gonna be a good time um, if you want to argue sports with me that day, go ahead and shoot your shot. Not while I'm on stage. By the way, when I'm saying this stuff, don't do not do that when I'm on stage. Let me do my thing. Um, I'm talking about after the show. Like, don't we're not going to use <laughs> my time on stage to have a personal discussion uh, or, or debate. Because you guys would probably just want to debate with me you don't want to converse with me about LeBron or the Cavs or the Knicks you just want to debate and make me wrong 
so that's a one-on-one conversation. That's not something that I want to have on stage. I don't like having one-on-one personal conversations. It's not about you and your wrong, <laughs> your wrongness, your incorrect emotions about the king, the king, the king. <laughs> Oh, God, I had fun. I need to get some sleep. It's now, like, after 4 o'clock in the morning. Um, I need to rest my voice. I don't know what I what this is going to sound like. Um, it, might, it might just sound like how it always sounds. I just feel like I'm struggling to speak. And my voice is very cracky. Um, so I'm going to get some rest. I appreciate you guys tuning in, of course. This podcast is fun for me, so I hope it's fun for you. Make sure you're listening to me on whatever your favorite app is, you know, whether it's on iTunes or SoundCloud, the Misfits Network, Laughable, where else am I, Stitcher, and right on my website, if you click on the picture, the podcast picture on CoachVon.com, CoachVonPodcast.com, both goes to the same place. If you just click on the picture, you can listen to it right on my web, my um, podcast website. Um, numbers count, guys. Don't just listen. Also subscribe. And um, yeah, it's been fun. I hope to hear from you on social media and or at one of my shows. Coach Vaughn, out. <laughs>